It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Boom, 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 boom. We're pounding that drum six times because it's six wins for the Panthers. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Victory Monday number six here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire hitting you guys back up here as the Panthers with another great offensive performance, particularly in the first half, and they hold off a furious comeback by the Buccaneers as Fitzpatrick tried dabbling his magic again, but it was just not enough as the Panthers hold on for the 42-28 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 9 to move to 6-2 and on the season. We'll get into all that, of course. Talk about the game and a little bit of the playoff implications now. Start looking at the standings and a couple other notes from around the league. But before we get into that, we, of course, want to thank one of our great sponsors, Locked On Panthers, of course, is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Listen, guys, we all think we want to take shots at making picks. You know, that's why I give you my picks on Fridays, courtesy of MyBookie. But if you guys think that you want to give it a shot, picking these games and maybe making a little bit of money, you got to go check out MyBookie.ag because remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell you guys to go to MyBookie because they're your best bet this season. They've been great to us here at the podcast. They've been in business for years. Their reviews are outstanding, and their sites are just very user-friendly. So go to MyBookie because they've got the in-game live betting. They've got over-unders on fantasy points. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And remember, they are slammed with new bettors, and they want to give you guys the best service possible. So they're urging you to sign up after 7 p.m. Eastern time with the promo code LOCKEDON25. And if you do that, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits of over $100. And, of course, they will match your deposit up to $1,000. So you can get quite a bit of money to try out my bookie. So, again, promo code... You can go anytime and use the promo code Locked On, and they'll match your deposit. But if you wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, promo code Locked On 25 gets you that extra $25 in free play. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. And speaking of getting paid, the Panthers certainly were getting paid in terms of points and wins, as it were, on. Sunday, I mean, just an excellent, excellent performance all around once again, especially uh, in the first half. I mean, the, you know, both teams, of course, started with the three and out, but then the Panthers just really turned on the Jets. What was it? The next five drives for the Panthers all resulted in touchdowns. Of course, they gave up 
uh, two touchdowns in the second half. But I mean, you know, 35-14 at the half, it, it was just a, a dominating performance. It started with the Alex Arma touchdown from one yard out. Christian McCaffrey, of course, got in the mix a couple times. I got to talk, though, first about the the first Curtis Samuel touchdown. I mean, that was just a thing of beauty. You know, the snap to Newton, and then uh, the handoff on the sweep to DJ Moore, and then the reverse to Curtis Samuel, and then Cam Newton's out there blocking, and it's almost like he's he's running up, and he's like, yeah, here, here I come, I'm coming to get you. And he's like, nah, I'll just sneak over here out of bounds, uh, you know, psych out. But Samuel still cuts back. Is, I mean, he, he's running like all across, all over the field, it seems. Eventually made his way into the end zone. You know, got a couple blocks right at the end, including one from DJ Moore right at the goal line. I mean, that, that was just a, a beautiful, a beautiful touchdown run for Curtis Samuel and Again, it, it's been nice seeing someone like him, after recovering from the injuries he's had, really nice to see him really getting involved and getting him uh, more acclimated into the offense. You know, this it, it's amazing how, and we discussed this because, once again, I got to be on the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson, so... You know, shout out to him again for making it three weeks in a row that I got to be on with him. We talked about how this offense just continues to evolve. We th- we thought we had seen pretty much all of it over the last couple of weeks, but they just seem to find more and more wrinkles to their game. And you saw it yesterday with, you know, the putting the receivers in motion in the backfield, you know, lining up DJ Moore in the backfield, getting uh, getting him involved in some sweeps, get, getting, of course, Curtis Samuel involved. You know, it, it just seems like there's more bags of tricks and more just playmaking ability each and every week over the last couple of weeks with this Panthers team. And it's really getting to the point now where if you're an opposing defense, you're going to be left scratching your head wondering how do you stop this team? Because it's not just, obviously, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton are kind of the ringleaders here. And McCaffrey continued that with his uh, two rushing touchdowns, you know, carried 17 times, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Also had five catches. For 78 yards, so he still had the 22 touches, but it's everybody getting involved. I mean, Newton threw it 25 times, he completed 19 passes, and six receivers had a catch. You know, Jairus Wright and DJ Moore only had one catch, but Jairus Wright once again with a third down catch. I mean, I that's something I'd have to check out too. I'm really curious where Jerry's right stands in terms of third down catches that are converted to a first down because he's seemingly had quite a bit of them over uh, over the course of the season 
like I said, that was his only touchdown or his only catch of the, the game, excuse me. But, you know, Greg Olson had six catches, including a very nice touchdown pass or touchdown uh, reception, excuse me. You know, he got it, kind of grabs it with one hand, doesn't come down with it right away, but is able to focus on the ball and still secure it with the two hands and come down with it. You know, so a, a nice touchdown on what was a long third and goal. Because remember, that was the play after the intentional grounding that set the Panthers up with third and I think it was about like 15 or something like that. But, um, or 17 yards. And that, that was on short play. I, I think that was after, um, forget if that was after a turnover, but I mean, it was a short, short drive there. It was only five plays, 25 yards. But again, and that's a testament to the defense, which was someone, another group that really stepped up and we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. But again, this offense just continues to surge and, uh, even getting Alex Arb involved, like I said, on that first touchdown drive, you know, getting getting him the rock and letting him go for the one-yard touchdown, that's another expansion. You know, even if you use it here and there, it's still something that the opposing teams have to think about. It's not the goal line and, you know, the five going in has become more than just Cam Newton. It used to always be if you're that deep, you're almost expecting Cam Newton to keep it. Now, obviously, he's going to keep it at times and get his own. But they're letting Christian McCaffrey run it up the gut from one yard out. They're letting Alex Arma run it up the gut from one yard out. And then you're even running play-action plays to whether it's Greg Olson or Chris Manhurt. So you're worrying about a lot of different players now if you're an opposing defense that deep. It's not just Cam Newton. So, I mean, this has become such a versatile offense. You know, there, there's there's just so many play, and we've discussed this many times, but it just continues to grow that there are so many playmakers on this offense. Uh, and it's really ex exciting to watch, and it just continues to show, you know, that the Panthers have become one of the best teams in the NFC right now and really are getting into prime position to make it to the playoffs. And again, that's something else we'll touch on quick later on looking at the playoff standings. But before we get into kind of a little more of this game and a couple other notes, I want to thank our friends at LoKI for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, been with us now a few weeks. They've been great sponsors for us. LoKI, of course, the makers of those awesome looking and comfortable bracelets that hold the water from Mount Everest and the mud from the Dead Sea, which of course are the highest and the lowest points on earth, which gives you a daily reminder to keep a good balance in life between the highs and the lows. And like I always say, someone like me, you know, I, I do that every day. So it, it's a good mess. It's not just me saying it. It's something I, I try to do myself on a daily basis. So it's a, a good message that these guys are sending. 
And again, the bracelet itself with the Panthers, got the team colors. You've got the blue, the black, the silver. It's really awesome. Has the Panthers logo on it. So if you want to check it out for yourself, uh, it's not just the NFL. They've got uh, Major League Baseball. They've got college. They've got uh, the National Hockey League. they got a lot of stuff. So you can look at uh, the Carolina Hurricanes if you're a fan of them or uh, Clemson or any of those Carolina schools. You can check them out and save yourself a little bit of money by using the promo code PANTHERS25 to save 25% off their entire game day collection. Again, that's 25% using the promo code PANTHERS25 off their entire game day collection. So that's a great deal. So if you haven't checked out LOKI, go check them out now at LOKAI.com. Again, promo code PANTHERS25. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we get more into the game, you know, I mean, again, the first half kind of speaks for itself with the offensive shootout. But then you get into the second half, and I don't know if they were just trying to kill the clock a little bit and just uh, you know I don't know if they took their foot off the gas but obviously Fitzpatrick had his magic again he comes out firing they score a couple of touchdowns get it to within 35 28 and all of a sudden we've got ourselves a game again it goes from 35 14 and a half to 35 28 but you know, one of the key aspects of a very good to a great team is answering in the face of adversity and answering, you know, getting the momentum back on your side after, you know, your opponent has scored a couple times on you to make it close and you want to try to salt the game away. And that's exactly what the Panthers did. Right after the Buccaneers made a 35-28 uh, the Panthers drive the field, culminating in another Curtis Samuel touchdown, and all of a sudden it's 42-28. to 28. And now the Panthers are in a bit better position, and then not soon thereafter. I think it might have been the, the very next play from scrimmage, if I'm remembering the order right, is when Ryan Fitzpatrick is picked off by Dante Jackson on a pass intended for Deshaun Jackson. As Dante Jackson just continues his excellent rookie season. That, of course, was the second of the interceptions by the Panthers yesterday. The first came early in the first quarter. The first dri- or the second drive by the Buccaneers, actually, after their first one was a three and out. It was Eric Reed finally getting into the mix. Finally getting his first interception. Remember, we thought he should have had an interception against the Eagles late in the game. 
They called it incomplete, but now he finally is on the board with an interception. And that, of course, is what set up the first touchdown to Alex Arma. So, you know, so once again, the defense steps up. There was even one drive where uh, the Panthers forced a three and out. And two of those plays were a sack by Mario Addison. And I I believe I remember seeing Mario Addison is now fourth on the all-time on the franchise list in terms of career sacks. Yep, here it is. Mario Addison, 44 sacks in his career. That is fourth in franchise history. So, you know, obviously congrats to Mario Addison on what has been a really good, very good career with the Panthers. Uh, and again, overall, just a, a great defensive showing by the Panthers, you know, particularly in the first half. I mean, the Panthers or the Buccaneers, you kind of figured they were going to get a couple with Fitzpatrick. That's just how they are. But the lack of defense and kind of the lack of a running game once again became a Achilles heel for the Buccaneers. I mean, you know, Peyton Barber carried 11 times, but he only had 31 yards, and his longest was 18 yards. So that means he only had 13 yards rushing on his remaining 10 carries. Uh, and then Jaquiz Rogers, two carries for 15 yards, or two carries, 14 yards, but one of them was that 15-yarder on third and 15. That was really one of the only downsides, too, was giving up that Jaquiz Rogers first down first down run on a third and 15. But other than that, they really kept the Buccaneers running game in check. And we, we've talked about it, and you guys have seen it all year. They cannot run the ball. They struggle running the ball, and they cannot stop anybody on defense. Uh, you know, it just obviously becomes more and more that that 2-0 start was a fluke because this is now five out of six that the Buccaneers have lost since that 2-0 start. Uh, they've got the Redskins next week, so that'll be pretty tough. But then the Giants and the Panthers, so maybe a couple winnable games there before turning right back around and facing the, the Panthers. And then they had the Saints again. So actually four of the next five games are home for the Buccaneers. So we'll we'll see if they can turn it around. But, I mean, with the way that defense has been playing, and you've got some pretty good offenses in Washington, Carolina, New Orleans. Hell, even if Nick, Nick Mullins continues his, his performance from Thursday night against the Raiders, that might not be as easy of a game either, but... You know, so again, just uh, a rough performance defensively once again for the Buccaneers as they just continue to fade away, as it were, while the Panthers stand tall atop the or near the top of the NFC South standings. And I also got to make a note of this too, and you know. Sucks I didn't mention this earlier, but we'll get it in now. James Bradbury, 
What an excellent job he did against Mike Evans. Just completely shutting him down. I mean, you just watch him and he's sticking to Evans like glue, breaking up a lot of passes intended for him. You know, at one point, because I remember the announcers mentioning it, Fitzpatrick was 0 of 6 in passes targeted for Mike Evans. It wasn't until early in the third quarter that Mike Evans finally had his first catch of the game for 16 yards, and that wound up being his only catch of the game. And keep in mind, Evans was targeted 10 times and only had one catch. So that's a big-time testament to James Bradbury and the way he played, that he was targeted 10 times and only caught one pass. So sorry to all you uh, Mike Evans fantasy owners. I know a lot of you, I'm sure a lot of people have been relying on Mike Evans. This just wasn't the week. Um, but they were burnt again. You know, when they've, they've had a couple times where the tight end has beat them up pretty good, and it happened again yesterday as O.J. Howard had four catches for 53 yards and a pair of touchdowns, both coming basically right at the goal line, one on a fourth down play, if you recall. That was when the Buccaneers were down 35-7 late in the first half, so they almost had to go for it on fourth and goal, and they connected with O.J. Howard. And then Adam Humphreys, eight catches, 82 yards, two touchdowns of his own, including a nice run after the catch on one of those touchdowns where he's stretched out at the goal line, made sure his knees and that didn't come down. So a good run, you know, a good play there for Humphrey. So, you know, a couple of receivers getting involved. But overall, other than those two, it was a, a pretty quiet day from the Buccaneers' front, at least from the receivers. Again, Mike Evans completely shut down. Running game couldn't get going. And then the Panthers answering when they had to. Again, specifically that last touchdown after the Buccaneers had made it 35-28. Uh, and then the interception by Dante Jackson more or less sealed the deal. And... Now the Panthers are 6-2. and two. Still one back in the loss column of the Saints after their win over the Rams. And, you know, we'll take one more quick break and we'll discuss kind of the playoff standings now and where things stand, you know, where they stand in the playoffs and kind of whip around the rest of the NFL. But, again, another quick shout-out to our friends at MyBookie and LoKi for their continued support. Also a shout out to Vivid Seats where, you know, they're of course the online ticket marketplace designed to give you great deals on your favorite events like sports and concerts and theater. They are easy to use. You know, you could sort by price. You can sort by section, where whatever you want. Vivid Seats is there for you, and if you haven't tried Vivid Seats yet, now is the perfect time to do so because you can save a little bit of money by using the promo code Locked On on the Vivid Seats app, which you can get through the Apple Store or Google Play. Use the promo code Locked On, and you can save twenty dollars 
off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. So again, if you haven't tried Vivid Seats, go check them out. See what kind of deals they can save for you. Uh, you know, if you're up, if you happen to be up here in Pennsylvania, remember the Panthers are in Pittsburgh Thursday night. So if you're near the Pittsburgh area, you can see what kind of deals they have there for Thursday night's game and maybe save yourself some money. So again, if you are looking for looking to save a little bit of money on tickets, maybe you have a group of friends that you want to go to either a Panthers game or a concert or whatever the case may be, go check out Vivid Seats. Go use the promo code Locked On and go save yourself some money because, again, you get $20 off orders of $200 or more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So as we start to wrap things up here on this Victory Monday number six edition of Locked on Panthers, we'll whip through the rest of the week that was in the NFL. Started, of course, on Thursday night with Nick Mullins literally coming out of nowhere and just looking outstanding. I mean, granted, it was the Raiders, but still, Nick Mullins... Excellent performance, 262 yards, three touchdowns as the Niners beat the Raiders 34-3 as the Raiders just continue to sink and are very much in play for the number one overall pick in next year's draft. Steelers get a little bit of a revenge from week four as they go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens 23-16, cementing their hold atop the AFC North while the Ravens fall 4 and. Dolphins get the sweep of the Jets, 13-6. Boy, that uh, dominated Week 1 performance seems so long ago for the Jets, doesn't it? They are now 3-6 and six on the season. The Dolphins are at 5-4. and four. Redskins fall at home to the Falcons. The Falcons, three in a row now, as they've built themselves back up from that 1-4 and four start. They're now at 4-4 four and four and right back in the mix. They win 38-14. Julio Jones finally scored a regular season touchdown. How about it? Nearly a full calendar year since his last one. Bears dominate the Bills. That's not much of a surprise. Bills are just bad. They're now 2-7. Bears win at 41-9. They, of course, right now are your North Division leaders at 5-3. Chiefs go to 8-1 as the Browns just continue to struggle Patrick Mahomes just continues to dominate. 37-21 the final there. Vikings move to 5-3-1. They beat the Lions 24-9 in their first game post-Golden Tate. 3-5 now for the Lions. Chargers go into Seattle, usually a tough place to play, and come away with the victory 25-17. Chargers are now 6-2. Texans have won six straight. Since that 0-3 start, they beat the Broncos, who fall to 3-6. Similar to the Buccaneers, Broncos have now lost 6-7 of seven since their 2-0 start. Texans now in pretty good control 
of the AFC South. And if Tennessee loses tonight to Dallas, Texans will be two and a half games above everybody as everybody else in the South would be three and five. So Texans looking really good right now. Mention the Saints. They hand the Rams their first defeat of the season, winning 45-35 in what we expected to be a shootout. Drew Brees, 346 yards, four touchdowns. Jared Goff, 391 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. So again, 45-35 the final. Saints are now 7-1, Rams 8-1. But now this means the Saints kind of have the inside track to that number one seed in the NFC because both teams now have one loss and the Saints now hold the tiebreaker. But remember, Saints are only a game up in the loss column of the Panthers. And as you guys are well aware, two of the last three games or two of the last three weeks of the season feature the Saints against the Panthers. So still, this is anybody's game. And then Sunday night football, it was Brady and Rogers and it was the Brady and the Patriots coming out on top. Final score, 31-17. Patriots move to 7-2. Packers fall to 3-4-1. Again, the Monday night game tonight is Tennessee at Dallas. So if we look now at the playoff standings, Panthers still holding strong to that top wild card. They're now two ahead of the teams outside the playoff picture. As you have the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Eagles all sitting at 4-4. Four and four. Vikings hold the second wild card right now at 5-3-1. And, and, of course, Panthers just a game behind the Saints at 7-1 and one in the NFC South. Rams still atop the NFC at 8-1. But, again, the Saints now have the tiebreaker. Rams would almost have to hope that the Panthers almost force a three-way tie or at least catch the Saints. Well, they would, they would catch the Saints. And... Um, you know, right now the Rams would have the tiebreaker over the Panthers because, of course, they don't play each other this season. But you have the Rams at eight and one, the Saints at seven and one, Bears five and three, and the Redskins at five and three as the division leaders. Panthers six and two, Vikings at five, three and one as your wild cards. And again, Falcons, Seahawks, and Eagles right in back of them, all at four and four. Packers at 3-4-1, and, and then the Cowboys 3-4 playing tonight. Over in the AFC, it's, it's of course, the Chiefs still rolling at 8-1. But remember, that one loss was against the Patriots. So New England still breathing right down the Chiefs' neck for that number one seed at 7-2. and two. You have the Steelers leading the North at 5-2-1. And, and then the Texans leading the South at six and three, wild cards at the moment are the Chargers at six and two, and the Bengals at five and three, who of course were off this week. And then the Dolphins are right behind them at five and four, but the Bengals have already beaten the Dolphins head to head this season, so the Bengals still in position there. Ravens at four and five, then the Titans playing tonight at three and four. They could either jump ahead of the Ravens and pull within a game of the Bengals. Or fall back with the Jags and Colts at two back of the Bengals. So that's the look at the playoff standings through nine, essentially nine weeks with one game left. And again, tonight's game really is going to affect 
the playoff standings too much. So effectively, those are, those are your playoff standings through nine weeks as we are basically at the halfway point of the actually a little more through the halfway point now nine weeks nine weeks of the season down overall eight to go and remember this is a short one for the Panthers turn right around on the road Thursday night at the Steelers and we touched a little bit on the locked on NFL podcast because remember Matt Williamson of course does Focus a little more on the Steelers. That's kind of where his base is. I mean, he obviously does a great job covering the entire NFL, but he'll actually be in Pittsburgh. He'll be at the game Thursday night, so go check him out as well, because I'm sure he'll have some good nuggets on that game. But that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Thanks, as always, for all your support. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Seemed like we had a... Good spurt this week in terms of, um, I guess, listens and growth, things like that. So really do appreciate all the support from uh, the longtime listeners, the new listeners. Love all you guys. Really do appreciate it. Uh, keep coming back. I'll keep doing this. You know, I love talking Panthers football with you guys. You guys are a great fan base, as, all, as you guys are well aware. One of the best in the league. Enjoy the game, or enjoy the win, excuse me. You've already enjoyed the game. Enjoy the win, but again, get ready to turn right back around for Thursday night. Big one against the AFC North leading Steelers. So until next time, at Bill Rossetti on Twitter, follow me there. Check out the work of Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire, and we'll see you right back here next time on LOP. Until then, keep pounding. And keep it locked here. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.